Welcome to House of Readers, Angela B. Sprague. We are reading Saying Yes to Life by Ruth Valerio, the Archbishop of Canterbury's Lent Book 2020. Chapter 1, Section Words, Words and More Words from page 19. You may well you may well now be feeling overwhelmed because the changes needed in this situation are huge and way beyond anything any of us reading this can do on our own. I confess to feeling like that often, but we have seen in this chapter that God is the creator of this world and that Jesus died to reconcile to God all things, both people and the whole creation. Therefore, as part of our worship, we want to respond to the needs of people living in poverty and to the needs of the wider creation, which is in desperate trouble because of the climate emergency. If we are to move away from fossil fuels in the way we need to and enable people to keep the lights on, all of us are required to act. As Thabo Makoba, Makoba, Archbishop of Southern Africa, says, words, words and more words will not reverse environmental degradation of carbon, emission, carbon emissions. But our actions together can. So act now for climate change, for climate justice. Change begins with us. And my prayers is that all of us reading this chapter in whatever country we are and whatever denomination or church network we are we are a part of will be inspired to take action both individually and in our churches the first thing we can do is learn be informed and gain knowledge there are excellent websites magazines news feeds and organizations that will help you sort fact from fiction, increase your understanding and help you act in the most effective ways. Some of these you will find at www.spckpublishing.co.uk forward slash saying yes resources. But do own, do your own looking around to find the things that work best for you. Second, we can take action in our lives to live in ways that reduce our own carbon emissions. Readers of this book are from many different countries and so it is hard to generalize. Key actions will look different depending on where you live and your individual circumstances. In general, on a global level, the big thing 
is that we need to change our eating habits. So we consume a predominantly vegetable and grain-based diet. We may wish to include a small amount of meat and dairy, recognizing that there is a big difference between animals raised in an intensive feedlot system and animals reared on a more natural diet. Also, Also important is to choose less polluting means to travel, such as public transport, car shares, or to invest in an electric car where the latter is an option, as well as significantly reducing the amount we fly, if not cutting it out altogether. We can choose a domestic energy supplier that uses renewable energy. Perhaps install our own solar solar panels and plant trees whenever we can. In thinking about our electricity use specifically, we must reduce the amount of energy we consume by favoring energy efficient lights and appliances and making sure we turn things off when we are not using them. We can also take action in our churches by bringing the situation into our prayers and sermons and helping people understand why taking action on climate breakdown is a Christian thing to do. In practical terms, Stratford-upon-Avon Methodist Church in the UK used the opportunity of needing a refurbish, uh, needing to refurbish the church to significantly reduce their gas consumption by installing solar panels and a ground source heat pump. They also started using rainwater to flush the toilets and overall reduce the carbon footprint of the church premises from 40 tonnes to 16 tonnes of CO2 annually. Though seeing an increase in the number of community groups using the building, they have still managed to reduce their environmental impact. Meanwhile in Kenya, Benjamin Kayalo, who is a member of the Diocese of Makakos, became concerned about the environmental degradation in his area, including the effect of deforestation on the land and its contribution to climate change he decided to do something and began to plant tree seedlings. He is now cultivating 4,000 seedlings at his house, selling them at a small cost to neighbours, local parishes and the diocese. In recognition of his work to promote the protection of the local environment, he was selected as the youth representative 
of the Anglican Church of Kenya to the Anglican Consultative Council at their 2019 meeting in Hong Kong. Another initiative seeking to engage Christians in planting trees is being run by Bishop Elena Wamukwa, the first female Anglican bishop in Africa, who is passionate about caring for the environment. In the Diocese of Eswatini or Swaziland, she has adopted the practice of marking important spiritual events such as baptisms, confirmations, weddings and funerals by planting trees and young people in the diocese are taking the lead. Alongside this, the diocese has started a project of planting wattle trees in areas prone to soil erosion and it plans to add indigenous trees to these plantations in future to combat the spread of other invasive species. In recognition of their efforts, the diocese has won an award for being the most environmentally active faith-based organization in the country twice in 2016 and 2018. Third, we can use our voices to push governments and businesses to make the large-scale transformatory changes that are needed. At the Paris Climate Change Talks in 2015, 196 countries signed an agreement to cut greenhouse gas emissions and phase out fossil fuels in order to keep temperature rise to well below 2 degrees. We need to hold our governments accountable to, to that and keep asking them what progress is being made and pushing them to act. Finally, for those of us in a situation to do so, as individuals and in our churches, we can give our money to support organisations working both to help communities adapt to climate breakdown and mitigate further changes. For those of us reading this in the UK, CAFOD, that's C-A-F-O-D, Christian Aid and Tear Fund, all work in these areas and our financial support will really help make a difference on the ground and at a, uh, and at a global level. But wherever in the world you are based, your church may well be in, in a financial situation to support organisations who are helping vulnerable communities learn new climate resilient farming methods or invest in renewable energy for example and i believe it is part of a christian calling to use our money to fund their work together there is much that we can and indeed must do and you will find lots of further 
practical information on the resources page online at www.spckpublishing.co.uk forward slash saying yes resources. So do take a look there. Leading atmospheric scientist Canadian Catherine Hayoho says for Christians, doing something about climate change is about living out our faith, caring for those who need help, our neighbours here at home or on the other side of the world, and taking responsibility for this planet that God created and entrusted to us. My faith tells me that God does not want people to understand climate change and do something. My faith, I will read that again. My faith tells me that God does want people to understand climate change and do something about it. And that is a very freeing thought. I don't have to change the world all by myself. I just need to partner in the work God wants us to do. Next section, which is a small one. God saw that the light was good. And so we start our Lenten journey with the themes of light. And as we respond to what we have looked at here, whether on our own or with a Lent group, let us begin by stepping into God's light and asking him to open our eyes to the many dark places, both in our own lives and in the world. We need God to illuminate the darkness. Archbishop Desmond Tutu has said, Good is stronger than evil. Love is stronger than hate. Light is stronger than darkness. Life is stronger than death. Victory is ours through him who loves us. In that acknowledge, may we be carriers of light. What a beautiful quote. So there are five points for discussion. We are almost at the end of this chapter, or we are, and there are discussion points which I'll read. In the introduction and in the first part of chapter one, we looked at the context within which Genesis and Genesis 1 most likely found its final form. What did you think of that? How does this affect your understanding of this first biblical account of creation? Number two for discussion. Earlier in this chapter, Vangari Mathai remarked, one is left to wonder whether conceiving of God as the ori origination of all that is 
would make people of faith recognize that they have a responsibility to be the custodians of God's creation and in the process their own survival. Take time to reflect on this. What place does God as creator have in your faith and in that of your church? How might it make a difference if that understanding was more strongly emphasized? Where does light feature in your own life? That's number three. Can you share any particular experiences that have given you a new appreciation of light? Number four. For this chapter, we are privileged to have an interview with Christiana uh, Figueres from Costa Rica, who for six years was Executive Secretary of the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change and oversaw the 2015 Paris Agreement. Watch her interview at the spckpublishing.co.uk forward slash saying yes resources. All of us need to make a change, make changes, that's number five, if the climate crisis is to be averted. Go back and look at the action points towards the end of this chapter. And if you have access to the internet, look at the online resources. What changes will you make? When will you make them? The last page of this chapter, on page 24, saying yes to life. A prayer on light from the United States of America. To the one who surges into the fissures that cannot be accessed. To the one who floods into the crevices that cannot be reached. To the one whose presence exposes, clarifies, restores and cultivates. We bask, we thrive, we harbour no secrets, we hold on to no heaviness, we fear makes us unloved. You are the first ingredient for life. The universe, not to mention our hearts, would, would wither away without you. Light of the world. Amen. Morgan Lee is a journalist and community organizer who lives in Chicago. She loves baseball, biking and learning new languages. Enjoy this prayer. It's beautifully written. Light of the world. Thank you for listening. Angela B. Sprague, House of Readers.